Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 11th episode of State of the Division AOS edition. My name's T. Wright. I'm with Kendall McKee. We are back from a, I guess, a little one-week hiatus. We had some sickness we were dealing with, but we're back in the saddle, ready to roll again and bring to you the latest news on the AL West, which not much has changed. It's the Astros and everybody else. So um, instead of doing our normal recap of of kind of hitting on every team and where they're at we're going to pivot this week we're going to talk about some hot topics or at least some things that we think are hot topics kendall's going to drive the bus um here uh this morning so kendall um you have a couple topics that you want to talk about all-star snubs um we want to talk about some just some fantastic players specific players in the aos which if you're following the aos you probably already know who we're going to talk about so um, but we want to just, again, take some time to talk about some different topics uh, this week and go in a little bit of different direction. So, Kendall, the reins are yours. You steer the ship. Um, and let's uh, let's get going. Well, to as of this recording, we are recording this Tuesday night. You're probably hearing this Wednesday morning. Um, I am ripping and ready to just slam some Rangers since we're two losses in a row to Orioles, but uh, two good thing, so yeah, two two epic losses, two two. You kneecapped a guy yesterday. Yes. Oh <laughs> God. And then we've we tune in. I tune in with two outs left right before we start recording. That said, hey, we haven't lost yet. Just to see Cedric Mullins hit a little blooper into the outfield. Of course, it's Duggar that doesn't catch it again, which is the same guy who didn't bunt him over yesterday. Anyway, we're not talking about the Rangers today because what we well, we are a little bit. But what we're going to talk about specifically is how fortunate we are in the AL West to have some of, if not the best rookies in the game in our division. It is no doubt that we have a very crappy top to bottom. Sure. But the players in this division in a lot of different categories are the best in baseball. I mean, two of the top five players are in this division. Uh, When you look at Shohei and Otani, or I mean, Shohei and Otani, uh, the dual face there. Um, And then Mike Trout, who, what are we seeing with him? You know, like, it's so weird. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm seeing Trout be so bad, but then I look at him and he's still like top three in baseball statistically. And I'm like, I, it's a miracle. I don't know. I think it's because of how good he really is, is we yeah. see him yelling and still like, he's still he, awesome. His bat is literally better than everyone else except for judge. judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, which is interesting because the third guy on that list is who I really want to talk about specifically, uh, like just to get off the get go. We just saw some all-star, um, like the first 11, I think is what they're uh, or something like that. I know it's two at every position, but uh, the, the first little wave of all stars came out um, where the first votes uh, automatically get in. And then I think they do some selections here in the second phase, but that's not really what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about snubs from that first ballot. And I think the guy who is ending up being third in that division is like judge trout, and and uh julio rodriguez i think that's the guy who we are just going to spend most of our episode today on because he deserves it this guy is wild and i and i said like 
I said a couple of weeks ago, I said, T, I think I know it's an out, outlandish statement, but I think this guy's going to be top five in baseball. I think he will be. Um, no, you it, said that. You said at least you said next year he'll be a top five player. Yeah. And, and I still think that. Top five player. I, I still think that. Yeah. Um, and like in our text chat earlier this week, it came like Peter came out and said, uh, top five in baseball. Um, Otani, Trout, Soto, Acuna, and uh, Mookie. Yeah. And then I said, I just, I replied very late to the text because I was watching some TV shows. And I said, I think I'd take Mookie out of that. That's all I said. I wasn't yeah. saying we should put Julio in there. That's sure. not what I was saying. Yeah. But then, uh, then Peter subtweeted about it. He's like, Mookie not a top five player in the game dot 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 I was like you little but uh but anyway um I, I think that argument is very close and I think there's other guys that are in that top five argument but I think given a year uh, or maybe two he's definitely going to be in that conversation and I think this is what we were seeing when we saw like Soto's first action like we were just watching him we were just like dude this guy is incredible like yeah. how high does he go and I think that's going to be the conversation here over the next year is like, how, how good is Julio? How good is Julio going to decide Julio is? Yep. And um, I think all of it boils down to right now. Well, I guess let me stop right there. Do you have anything based on those numbers that, I, that we were going to throw out that you want to talk about in, in regards to Julio's numbers against Judge and, and Trout? Um, not against Judge and Trout. I think one of the things, and you may be bringing this up later, but just kind of what he's done through his first 80 games, um, the historic nature of it. Um, we've got an article coming out, uh, is it tomorrow or the next yeah. day? Uh, by Ryan. It's waiting for us to embed this podcast. In it. So Finkelstein does a great job of just breaking down um, Julio's season to date. And he kind of leads with a pretty astonishing statistic, saying that in the, through his first 81 games, he's the first player in MLB history to have 15 home runs and 20 stolen bases. So that gives you an idea of what we're dealing with here uh, from a historical perspective and just how special Julio might turn out to be. Um, so that was the one thing as I was, like Ryan's article is fantastic. And again, he does a great job of really detailing everything that Julio has done. Um, but of course he leads with that. And then that's the thing that just has stuck in my head. Um, of just how incredible his first 80 games has been. And the fact that like it came after a terrible start. Like I know that like, I was, I was going to bring that up later, how you gave him the first LVP. He got the first LVP of the AL West state of the division and he earned it. Like it wasn't like he got off to a terrible start. Um, to be fair, he got 13 strikeout calls outside of the strike zone. Oh, what? He should have been a more to, play, to bitch as he was watching. Um, well, you know, don't don't get that many backwards K's. Oh, okay. come on. Anyway, I, I love Julio. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond that. Like I was he, he very quickly adapted and in, in May came. He turned the corner and he's been fantastic ever since. So anyway, um, just stating again how special he has been up to this point in the season. It's phenomenal. It's historic. It's something that we all should be watching and paying attention to because we've got a guy in our hands that's incredibly special. Yeah, I think I, I, I really can't wait to watch him over the next 
I don't know, however long he plays. And I think um, we just see some unreal talents in the game in the past couple of years. Like if, if I'm looking back on like Mike Trout, I'm thinking about when Bryce Harper came onto the scene. You know, I even remember when there was like a Sports Illustrated cover with with Harper in high school where he was like considering graduating early from high school to just go straight to the bigs and like how that was just unreal. And <clears throat> and then they were comparing him at the time to how young Pudge came up and all this stuff. And then I think we've gotten so used to just great players coming out in the last five, 10 years that it now it's almost like, you know, are we just throwing hyperlatives around or is this, are these guys really just always coming up with the, the next greatest thing? And well, I think one thing that's super important that I think uh, I want to jump into next is what identifies Julio uh, differently than some of the other guys in, in that top five range or in, the, in specifically his all-star voting, which um, for those of you guys that, that did not see the list, Guys that beat him out in the American League uh, were my least favorite that beat him out is Lourdes Goriel Jr. Like what, you know, like I'm not saying he's not having a great year, but like you're going to have that's just bad. I think I think that's just the way the system works, though. It's like who it's like whoever's voting him in. And you can tell that Toronto went to bat for their people like you can tell they went out and voted for all the Toronto dudes. Uh, so Guriel is my is my one that I'm like, ah, I'm looking on that list. Julio definitely should have been there above him. Well, hands down. Yeah. Um, do you have the rest of them right in front of you? Yeah, Guriel Judge was an automatic because he got he was a top vote getter I think for the AL. Mm -hmm. um, Springer, who's had a fantastic year, okay. you can't really argue with that. Stanton, whose you know power numbers are great, but his average is pretty poor. Eh. Uh, and then Trout. So Trout, Stanton, Springer, and Guriel. And and honestly, you could make a small caveat argument for most of those players outside of Judge. Yeah, I mean, you could make even with Trout, you're like, yes, best, you know of our current generation may be very high on that list all time, but uh, he's been hurt for a long time and had probably the worst trout season he's had in a long time, but he does deserve it. I'd say that, but you could still, there even still is an argument to be had there for Julio instead of trout. I'm not saying that's what I would say. I'm just saying there is, it's not as plain and obvious as it has been in the past of like Mike trout said it and forget it. So, um, but I would say with Stanton, there's definitely obvious ar arguments there. I mean, you just started with them. And then uh, with with uh, um, Guriel and Springer, those Toronto dudes, I think may I, I don't like that both of them made it personally. I think one of them should. Toronto came out and voted. Let's just say that. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, they got all of Canada behind them. So, you know, kudos to them. But, um, yeah. On 4th I, of July. Dang. Come on. You know, I think I went with, if I remember correctly, I think I went with Trout and Springer to go alongside of Judge were my three. But I would have I would have preferred to have seen a starting outfield of Trout and Judge and Julio. Um, yeah, on my, on my ballot, I did put Julio down because I thought he deserved it. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I, again, the results are what they are, but in terms of being snubbed top five, yes, Julio is by far 
um, a top five AL outfielder right now. That's not even a question in my opinion. And I think the fun part is I think he'll get in there. Uh, you know, there's this process of the second wave of elections and there's this process of, uh, you know, there is like the fan or the coach voting or whatever. I, I think there's some other things. The all-star uh, voting stuff changes every year. So it's hard to like, like, I think they did a draft one time. Like I'm just not even, I, I the, the all-star break is such a silly thing that we're, they revved up about, but like, there's some serious implications on the market, uh, especially with what we do in card collecting, whether you make the all-star game or you don't, yeah. you know, like Adolis Garcia last year, made the all-star game and his, his cards skyrocketed after that. Um, and then he had a pretty average season after that, actually bad, you know, um, but. So as of, as of June 27th, um, so whatever, that was like a week ago or whatever. Um, Julio set at 12th in the total ballot behind guys like Ben Attendee, Michael Brantley, Guriel, Taylor Ward, um, Tasker Hernandez, Byron Buxton, who probably deserves to be in there in that discussion for sure. Yeah. I'd Kyle put Tucker, Buxton in there above Springer, actually. Kyle Tucker, um, another guy that that probably should have been could have been vying for a starting, you know, one of the starting uh, outfielder positions. But I don't really think that I love Tucker, um, but I don't, I don't know if he was deserving of being in that running for starting uh out of the starting five so i think and i think we'll we'll get to that in a second um in regards to a couple of other snubs that we thought in this al west were there um because there's definitely an argument to be made for tucker so we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second but um i think the with julio being 12th is unreal you know like that means not only did seattle not show up to vote which it doesn't make sense why they, they got a starter in there. Yeah. You know, with, uh, I think it was France, right? So, uh, so Ty France got in there. Those voters weren't voting for Julio. I mean, like, I, cause I don't think the rest of baseball shows up to vote for Ty France. I think that's probably Seattle that voted him in, although he's great. I'm just saying like, I think Seattle fans are the ones that are supposed to be voting for him there. Uh, but I think not only did Seattle not show up in the way that, that uh that they did for for julio there but we didn't i think the rest of baseball had a, an opportunity to vote in a guy there and ultimately this guy is is outstanding and i think he's going to be on the all-star team when it when it all shakes out when it, you know i think he's going to be there and he's going to be in the game and i think what would be hilarious is like he hits like the game winning home run or something and like just like that just is going to be julio because since that fight since the, the actual brawl, I mean, like we've seen a lot of baseball brawls, right? And we haven't got an opportunity to talk about this on the ALS podcast. So here's our little five seconds. This brawl was a beatdown. It was awesome. I mean, you had, you had everybody in that brawl. You had uh, a guy like the, uh, you had a castless dude on, you got Thor with a shirt on over his head. You've got the manager down there in the scrum. It's out of this world, you know? Um, Otani tiptoeing up and acting like he was involved. Yeah, Otani getting a hug from his interpreter in the fight. What a what a what a what a <laughs> moment! You know, like Trout getting in there, pulling out his ex teammate. 
Oh man, it was it was literally the best. And I think this Mariners, uh, I think we, I mean we talked about how this Mariners and Angels um, series over like past month is really huge. I think now it's going to be even bigger because these teams are both underperforming. Although the past week the Mariners have played pretty well and have taken it to some teams since the fight, the Mariners have gone like this, you know, up and, and uh, the angels have gone down. And if you look at trout splits versus Julio's splits, when both of them got thrown at trout has been really, really terrible since that happened. And, and uh, Julio has played very well. And so I think it's fun for me to see this guy show up under pressure and say, hey, you know, things are getting kicked around like my body's, you know, pumping a little bit and he doesn't he doesn't like swing out of his shoes like you saw in the last half of Adolis last year. You know, like I thought that's what we might see there from Julio and and he was he's just he's just legit. And I think, uh, you know, there wasn't too many weeks ago that I texted the group chat and I said, is it legit? is it a legit possibility that he steals 50 bags this year? Yeah. And I don't think it is like, I think that's, that's really sh shooting it way too high. Yeah. But the fact that that's even an option to potentially think about that he has even a small percent chance to get to 50 is pretty impressive. It is. It's incredibly impressive. I, I you know, wonder how his body's going to hold up throughout the entirety of the year. Yeah. Uh, playing a lot you know like we've you know so i you know i'm not going to speak something like that into existence but it's a real you know it's a real possibility or whatever so um i don't think he could i don't think he's going to get to 50 bags even i don't either i'm just asking the whole year possible. yeah um but what's i mean what's to say who's to say he's not going to get 40 which is still phenomenal and hit 30 home runs i mean come out in year one and be a 30 30 guy that's nuts like he's He's legit, legit. Like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm chasing him all over the place in the card world now, and I wish I would have done it, you know, a long time ago. But regardless, yeah, um, I, I sold my cards right before the season started. Yeah. So anyway, what are some of the other? You know, you you had mentioned previously that some there are some other snubs that you wanted to talk about. Who are some of the other guys from the AL West that, um, that you think you know, initially got snubbed? Well, I think most people's um, arguments were around th two players specifically, and I and I throw a third in there because I'm a Rangers fan. So um, Kyle Tucker was a, a big argument, and of course Julio. We just talked about him, but Kyle Tucker was the other guy in the AL West that people were like, "This is criminal," blah blah blah. And I was just sitting here thinking, like, for people that didn't watch the AL West like solely like we did um kyle tucker had some pretty rough weeks oh yeah like he's had some really amazing weeks but he has not been that guy the entire way through yeah, and agree. that's what i think thinking that's when when people are like yeah how come kyle tucker didn't make the all-star game and i was like had you watched him in the month of march or april or late may uh and, and so like he wasn't a guy that's been solid the whole way through. Now he's had stretches of brilliance. I will stand yeah. by that. And um, I mean, like having him and Jordan on the same team has been like incredible. And, and then pair that with Altuve and Brantley and Jamie Pena, who we're probably going to talk about as well. Like this, that team is incredible. 
And yeah. now, like, at ju- I think <laughs> we also talked about how are, is Houston really this good? And we wanted to see him see them play in New York. We got that chance over the last week. And it came out yesterday that Jack McMullen's power rankings for just baseball, uh, he has the Astros at number two. Wow. So it's pretty clear to consensus to me that the Astros are real, real. Like they're real, real, you yeah. know, and they're World Series contenders at this point. And, uh, and it's only going to get better because you know they're going to tighten some things up. Yeah, and he's a big reason why. I mean, he's fifth, I think, or sixth in, in outfielders and home runs. Um, he's probably same same place for RBIs, like hitting the ball well. He doesn't strike out a ton. He's got like a 17% K rate, 143 WRC+. plus. I think he's fifth in war uh, for outfielders in AL. I mean, he, he's, he's a phenomenal player. And like you said, he has had some pretty rough stretches. Um, but when he is on, like he is legit top five, top, top eight outfielder in the AL for sure. Um, just a phenomenal player. Um, such a beautiful swing too. So, um, I don't, I wouldn't like any team, no batting gloves team, no batting gloves. That's I love that. Got a lot of grit, you know, just like, that's an intangible, a lot of grit. He's a real lunch pail guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so with Kyle Tucker being a snub, like, so are we saying we're both in agreement with, he probably shouldn't have been. I don't, I wouldn't call him a snub. I mean, he's right there. Um, Buxton, um, I might, I have Buxton above him. Um, and he's not on, he wasn't on the top five. Would you have, uh, would you have Goriel before him? No, no. Yeah. I mean, he's right there. Would you he's have right Springer there. ahead of him? Pretty close. Um, I don't have, like, I don't have any qualms with like, like Guriel's the only one that like, really had like gets me fired up but like yeah. all the others i'm like yeah yeah i can see that i can see that um but i, I love tucker i'm just not like yeah i'm not as fired up about him over uh, about him as i am you know julio um so yeah. anyway um next week we're gonna talk a little bit about the al rookie of the year race um but because we didn't really get to Pena today. Um, he'll be a kind of a focal point next week and we'll do a little bit more of a comparative analysis of Pena's season and Julio's season. Any closing thoughts on Pena uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, I, I still think he's a guy that we're, we, we are in, we are uh, blessed to have in yeah. the AL West. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that I got to wrap up a thought here by saying we didn't talk about Jonah Heim. I think he was a little oh, bit of a snub. Yeah. Uh, I th- would have put him in there above Trevino. He's having the best season he's ever had. Yeah. And uh, Trevino couldn't beat him out as a starter in the Rangers, you know, uh, catching system. Absolutely. I think if Trevino wasn't a catcher in New York, he wouldn't have made the all-star team. Absolutely. But, totally agree. We can talk more about Heim next week. And that's a good, another one worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, so, but what I will want to talk about next week is the the guys that are on the, uh, I I don't know how you say, basically the sports books for the rookie of the year. There's like five team, five players on the, on the, on the, even the lines that, uh, that are AOS players. So we'll probably take a look at all those. Absolutely. And, you know, along Pena, we, we, we love Pena. I wouldn't, I mean, some people might say he's even a snub as well. 
Um, but Pena to me just hasn't like, hasn't had, he's only had 243, 244 plate appearances. Um, he's played 20 less games than just say Julio. Um, his offensive numbers are great. I don't want to discount that, but he's missed quite a bit of time. Um, so that, that to me kind of, I guess, forfeits his claim to being a snub. Um, but what we're seeing from Pena is fantastic. What we're seeing from Julio is fantastic. It's really shaping up to be an awesome, awesome race to close out the year and something that uh, will definitely keep our attention uh, over the last half of the season. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of State of the Division AL West edition. Uh, we'll come back next week. We'll break down the AL Rookie of the Year race. We'll talk about a little bit more all-star talk. Um, and then a little bit, obviously, other general AL West talk. But I'm T. Wright with my co-host, Kendall McKee. We enjoyed it. We will see you next week. Later.